0: everybody this is julie and kathleen with another episode of my favorite episode of today our guest is amy so amy welcome Get Get up and make it happen. hi thank you guys for having me thanks for coming on before we hop into today's episode, I wanted to uh, bring to everyone's attention that Amy is a radio DJ in Tennessee with a podcast called Amy MCR, mm-hmm. which is available iTunes and SoundCloud. Do you want to talk a little bit about that before we hop into our episode?
1: Sure. So the podcast is really just things that uh, I can't say on FM, pretty much (laughs) (laughs) a little uncensored and just kind of what I like. It shares a little bit about the human story. I have really cool guests um, and then also just kind of personal experience and what we're all going through and just the stupid little things, I guess, that make you mad or that you observe and you're like, what is life? That's pretty much the podcast.
0: Love it, love it (laughs) So again, it's available on iTunes and SoundCloud Everybody check it out And let's get into the episode Today we are talking about Parks and Rec Season 4, Episode 11, The Comeback Kid
2: Incredible, incredible choice This podcast has done Parks and Rec before, but it was before I was a host And my Twitter bio has been first in friendship, fourth in obesity for years and years So I'm really (laughs) excited about this one
0: (laughs) I said this before I know Kathleen has watched the show I actually haven't it's on my list of shows to watch and I just haven't got to it and I think I said I was gonna start watching it last time we recorded (laughs) and I still haven't but I want to there are people out there who haven't watched the show. Do you want to talk about what this show is about? And then we can get into what this specific episode was about.
1: So for a lot of people like The Office, I feel like The Office is picking back up. But Parks and Rec is just kind of that equally like tongue in cheek humor. I've watched it personally just within the last year, the entire series, like three times.
0: (laughs) So (laughs) (laughs)
1: it's that it's the the entire this episode specifically that we're going to talk about but the entire show in general is just like when you have that like February depression that's the best time to watch the show
2: it has amazing rewatch value I've watched it again like you said I've watched it like five times through in my life just because it's it's so easy and equally as funny the fifth time through
1: Absolutely. And don't you find that you pick up even if you like, you know, the lines that are coming up, but the delivery sounds different or something. I don't know. I feel like every time I watch it, I pick up something and I'm like, God, that's my new line from the show.
2: So I watched this episode last night and then I just rewatched it like within the last half hour. And even between 12 hours, I was like, oh, my God, like you have a new favorite line every time you watch it.
1: The best line I think in this episode is just when Chris comes in and looks at the cameras like Ben is massively depressed. (laughs) (laughs)
2: Just within the cold open, the whole thing is quotable. It's like classic Leslie. Well, before we get in, I guess we'll ask why, why is this your favorite episode of Parks and Rec?
1: I think this is my one of my favorite episodes just because um, I can personally relate to Ben being so depressed and you're trying when when you're a creative <laughs> mind it's like the smallest hiccup in life can sometimes just you know send that creativity just to the basement and you're like I have nothing but you're trying and you come up with all these stupid ideas right because you're in this big life change moment you know he's out of work he's like I don't know what I'm going to do and then he comes up with like idea after idea, it doesn't really see any of it through and none of it's good enough to begin with. And you're just like, yep, that's pretty much most of life right there. <laughs>
2: so you really identify with Ben's storyline in this episode.
1: Absolutely. In fact, because yeah. when I rewatched it for this, I was like, you know, I really find that for me, this episode, Leslie's uh, story kind of becomes like the B story. And I'm so much more interested in Ben between the low cow, cow zone zone and claymation <laughs> And you're just like, huh, Okay. But what I also liked is that, like you said, like, you know, the opening classic Leslie is that every every character in this show plays their role so well. And you always see like tidbits of who each individual is and like what their storyline and personality, like, you know, their characteristics in, in every episode. But I feel like in this one specifically, too, because. You have Aziz who's always trying to flaunt off. So he's to, to flaunt. So he's got the you know the red carpet thing that doesn't work out well.
2: I needed to be in in the writers' room when they pitch that. They're like, yeah. he has red carpet in his shoes. It's just yes. so perfect.
1: But like then they get in the truck and he has to like he has to sit on April's lap. You know, <laughs> <laughs> and then Ron driving. He's like, I don't. You know, these aren't the laws. I th- I think I broke. You just really see each individual person's uh, personality traits so well.
2: Yeah. Speaking of that, uh, like the cold open is the perfect and inc- like for someone like Julie who's never seen this. Like Leslie's running for campaign manager. Mm. She comes in hot. She's like so excited <laughs> and gonna pick a campaign manager, and everybody in the office is just hiding and being like, "Don't pick me. Don't choose <laughs> me." Like it's just it's it shows perfectly how that office runs. It's incredible
1: and her obsession with Anne it's so weird because she has (laughs) this like massive girl crush on Anne who's also her best friend and she she constantly like toes the line with you're like oh it's weird how much she's into her you
2: beautiful (laughs) tropical fish um Julie in like all the Anne Leslie episode she says something crazy like that one of my all-time favorites is one time she's like you're a beautiful naive sophisticated newborn baby
0: (laughs) (laughs) so what is going on with Ben because I actually wrote that down like did I – I don't know if I missed something or if it was, like, the previous ep- – like, does he get laid off or something? Do you know what? I
1: <laughs> I didn't watch the episode before either, but I do think he's, like, laid off. And when Leslie's trying to run a campaign – man to get a campaign manager to run her campaign, you know, Ben has this um, – uh, what's what's the ice ice town yeah ben ran for government from wherever he's from i forget off the top of my head uh when he was 18 he wins and it's like this horrible nightmare he has ice town which is supposed to be this uh like indoor arena you know uh ice rink and it it just all goes to shit so when i know they like they were leslie's like ben's poison to my campaign and then by the end of the episode she brings him on so i d- i forget why he's I forget why he's out of work but uh, he is. Yeah
2: me too honestly I don't for as many times as we both watch this (laughs) it's because I feel like it's not that it doesn't last very long Mm. it's just funny because Ben's is like very serious very smart character and yet like when he his backstory is bonkers like when he's 18 he ran for government just ran it into the fucking ground like it's hysterical (laughs) well that's another thing I like about this show like I like when a show like builds its own kind of lore like Pawnee and its Self is like that. Like every, yeah. the Pawnee isms, like when they get to Pistol Pete De Celio in this episode, and and he's famous for like dunking and winning a game in the 90s and then they air it every Friday night and he's like fame it like that is insane and I like that this whole show is basically like playing on just stupid facts that that aren't real but they made it up and and you like love Pawnee for it's awesome
1: yes and they the name of the high school when Pete went was they were called the drunken savages and both throughout this entire series like we stole land from Native Americans which that's like the tongue in cheek humor that you're like, you know, these aren't things that you say seriously, but that, you know, they're called the drunken savages. And you're like, why are they called that? It just, it just gives you like a a different angle to look at it. And you're like, we were almost proud of this, you know, uh, history. Yes. The the way like it's it's flaunted and and written and they have, you know, uh murals throughout city hall that (laughs) they're like, this is us like, you know, stealing land and, and having these fights and, you're like, oh, okay. That that's really what all of this stuff means. That you know that that we see in uh, in art museums or wherever. You're like, this this is our true history that we don't we just gloss over for some reason. And they do that too, but it kind of stands out because you're like, oh, God but also it's very tied in with their storyline because that's like you said, like that's all of Pawnee pretty much. Amy,
2: I don't know if, if you know this. So in the scene where they're, where they're pitching like the slogan, the comeback kid or whatever, it, mm-hmm. this is one of the greatest bloopers of all time from Parks and Rec. Do you know what it is? No. So a lot of this show is improv and <laughs> so like um talking about, Oh, we're, Leslie's like the comeback kid, and they're saying, "Oh, who who has like good comeback stories?" And Chris Pratt improvised, and he says, "Uh, Kim Kardashian," and they're all like, "Uh," and she's like, "He goes, uh, yeah, I think she gets coming her back in the video." <laughs> <laughs> and the blooper, Matt, please play the blooper. It's like the biggest blooper of all time. It's absolutely incredible. Everyone loves a good comeback story, right? C. Biscuit, The Mighty Ducks, Robert Downey Jr. Uh, who Rocky else? yes Kim Kardashian Kim well in the video she gets she gets come on her back I think
0: oh
1: they're gonna make the rap party it's
2: awesome that's hilarious I read somewhere that a normal show like this for every 20 minute episode there'd be about like 10 hours of footage parks and rec did 60 hours of footage
1: oh my gosh wow. doesn't it give you a different perspective on the show when you find out that it's done improv like when you know like curb your enthusiasm like finding out that most of that is just improv you're like that's a hell of a talent
0: it really is it makes it so much more funnier and shows how like talented these actors are we like one that they can just like come up with like the funniest shit and, like, like I would never be able to do that. I laugh at everything. Like, it would take, oh, it would yeah. probably take, like, a week for something. I don't even, probably longer than that for me to, like, be able to keep. Yeah. Me and Kathleen still laugh at stuff that we thought was funny when we were, like, 13.
2: I know. Well, that's why the bloopers are so funny, because... I mean, normally, even with a funny script, people can break. But if your fellow actors and friends are just riffing and saying this, like, incredibly crazy things, like, you're going to break. It's just because it's coming out of nowhere. And
1: how do you not get mad at yourself? Like, how often are you, you know, whether it's three hours later in the shower, you're like, oh, man, I should have said that. (laughs) No, you need to tell me weeks ahead of time so I can... I can get all of the, you know, the bad ones out, and you stick with that one idea that's gold and run with that because I don't want to think of the perfect comeback or a great improv scene. Right. I know that's not what improv is, but like I want right. to improv just three weeks in advance. Thank you. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so I've only seen two episodes. Keep in mind, but April is my my favorite character. I think like she's so oh, yeah. bizarre, but like the shit she says just like makes me laugh so hard. The one quote that I wrote down is "Went there with three-legged dog." And she's like, mm-hmm. he's good at everything except for digging.
2: <laughs> dog world champion. <laughs> His name's Champion because he's the dog world champion.
1: Her deadpan delivery is so great. She's really perfected that.
2: Yeah. Omri yeah. Plaza is one of the great loves of my life, truly. she she They hired her for this show and then created the character around her. It wasn't like she auditioned for... April she they made it for her oh yeah I've heard her speak on it on a podcast and her life is really interesting and she's from around us Julie like she name drops like Wawa and stuff
0: she's
1: one of Delaware's it's Joe Biden yeah Elena Deladon and Aubrey Plaza that's like what Delaware touts
0: (laughs) that's not bad all replies is a big a big pull so i can't i've learned this as like the more and more episodes we record but i can't type quotes as i'm watching the show because i then like miss what's like i need to start like pausing it and stuff but i don't give myself enough time like every time we watch an episode i always watch it like two hours before we record so it's like fresh in my head i can't watch it like a couple days before leslie gives a quote about how the past is great, made me laugh really hard. And I wrote the past is great quote in parentheses. Leslie, have Matt edit it in because I don't know what it was, but it was really funny. She does
1: rattle off like three things that I can't. The stagecoach is, one, is stage coach one of them. Yeah, hold, yes, hold on. I'm just going to look it up.
2: The meme I see sometimes and it's so good is when Ben holds up the claymation doll and he says, do you think a depressed person could make this?
1: Well, so- <laughs> during that when he's going through all the stuff that he has i don't know if you guys have ever been depressed in any sense but what the only thing that sticks out to me which i'm like this is this is the only thing i which i know the show's not real right like i know that somebody running a campaign isn't going to have 10 feet of red carpet and then have to you know crawl their way <laughs> on the ice like that but there are just certain things sometimes that i'm like this it takes me out a little bit is that ben is if ben is massively depressed This man, like the only thing that shows that he's depressed is his hair isn't like it's usually like perfect, perfectly done. And it's a little bit like wild, like it's like reckless abandon. But he's wearing (laughs) jeans and shoes in his own house. And I'm like, never at the time when I've been depressed, have I been like, let me put on jeans and sneakers to kick it around my own house. Like you just (laughs) wear your sweatpants, no bra, you know, like your glasses. Like for me, I'm like, I don't put my contacts in. Like I'm like, I'm a mess on this couch. I feel like we can all relate to Ben, you know, right now, just because quarantine, but like, You know, I got this clay to make incense holders, and I have to set up like I'm like, all right, I got mood music. You're trying to like do everything to make yourself just feel the slightest bit better, but jeans and sneakers are not one of them.
2: No, I haven't Uh. seen a pair of jeans in seven weeks.
0: I know. I was just going to say that as she was like explaining when she's in like sweats and all that. I'm like, that's literally <laughs> been me since like March 17th. Yeah.
2: I think after the coronavirus, like people are going to change the way they live. And I think that we should all burn all of our jeans and never wear them again. I think that's one lesson we've learned.
1: I've still been going into work. And when the oh. started, I was like, I'm not wearing jeans until this is over. So I was doing like leggings for a little bit. And you have your variations of leggings, right? You have like your athleisure wear leggings and then you just have like your like black cotton stretch ones. And the other day I had on sweatpants that are like, 10 or 15 years old you know like you have to cuff them because they're raggedy I'm just like I'm I'm really considering wearing these to work because nobody sees me anyway I was like no you need to put clothes on girl like this is getting too deep
2: I've, I've been like okay I've been wearing sweats and like joggers or whatever but on like a day where I really need to lift myself up I'm gonna I'm like I'm gonna put on leggings so I can like <laughs> feel like a human being and like see the shape of my body I'm not just like a blob <laughs> yeah. like a human blob walking around I'll like put a little bit of mascara <laughs> and i'm like look at this bitch
1: yeah, it right <laughs> I'm now.
2: like every day i'm just getting uglier and uglier and i don't know what to do about
0: it yeah
1: i know this is one of the times in my life i was like you know what thank god i'm so low maintenance because i don't really look any different
0: <laughs> yeah right my hair has been so greasy it's like not okay i was facetiming yeah. kenny's sister the other night and i was like i'm looking at myself and i want you to know that i did not just get out of the shower i just haven't washed my hair since monday <laughs> that's so gross. showering
2: has really taken a hit for me as well honestly i'm not going to lie i mean i live in this apartment alone so it's like who who am i trying to impress
0: I know. Honestly, I I should just like start doing a straight part and like doing that style the Kardashians do where they like slick their hair down, but just use my natural grease. (laughs) The key is baby
1: powder. You can even give up on dry shampoo. Just hit it with a little bit of baby powder. You get another day or two out of it.
0: I'm usually good with that, but now that I'm not leaving my house, I'm like, eh, nothing a headband can't hide. I found the past is great quote, and I'm laughing because it was so short that I could have written it down.
2: Yeah, well, I'm thinking about it and thinking how short it
0: is. It was so short. I don't know why at the time I was like, there's just no time. I can't write this. (laughs) It's The past is great. The jitterbug, stagecoaches, Herman Monster. That was it.
2: <laughs> I love the line where she's, honestly, I'm going to butcher this, the line where um she is talking about, like, I don't even know if it's, like, murders. She's, like, comparing her, her, t- her campaign team to, like, murderers aren't the ones, like, murdering people. It's your friends. It's your coworkers. <laughs> she's like, oh, that sounded better in my head. <laughs> I don't even know if that's what it was. It was something similar to that.
0: I was like so sad when Ben has, what's Rob Lowe's character's name? Chris. He has him over and he's like showing him his claymation video that he made and it's only like three (laughs) seconds long because like as I was watching it like I was like wow this is really cool like it looks like it's moving and then it was only three seconds and he was like he's like freaking out and he's like I emailed Leslie two days ago and compared it to Avatar Chris. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, the moment he realizes is, like, is deep. The look on his face, it's intense. It's so sad. He's such a talented actor because if you think about, like, he's in Step Brothers and then Mm -hmm. he's in this and then he's, like, a serious character in Big Little Lies and it's like, man, this guy can just- Give him any role. He's got it. Yeah,
2: he's got good range. I've seen him be uh, a lot of different things. He's in a lot of like indie films and stuff like that. And I, he's one of those ones where I'll watch anything he's in. So, yeah, I agree. He's got really good range.
0: Yeah. So, bravo, if you're if you're listening.
2: Let's please talk about the um, get on your feet scene. Because it is one of my – It's When I think back on Parks and Rec, it, that's one of the scenes I think about. I think it's just so yeah. well
0: done. Oh, my God. It's so good.
1: How quickly, though, after the get on your feet, like it happens once and it happens again and you like laugh. And then by the third time, you're like, all oh, right, like <laughs> yeah. I hate this song. Yes. For some reason, it like literally like stresses me out because they're struggling. And you're like, how many times are they going to play this song? Like, I need this. Like, I don't know. just like the loud, like the the on and off of a loud noise, like triggers something in me. But I'm like, oh, my God, this is causing me anxiety just watching it.
2: I like it because it just shows, like, how incompetent they are and whoever's clicking that button doesn't know what to do and they're just like, should I play it again? Like, it's so funny because it's, they give an inspirational speech, like, Anne gives a speech, Ron backs her up, then they go out and Leslie is walking on that red carpet like she owns a place and then all of a sudden they realize they have to stop and the physical comedy of them slipping on ice is (laughs) is truly perfection i mean the the dog's peeing and april's like he has three legs i just think it is like perfect uh ron falling and that one moment like trying to get her to the podium i I could watch it over and over again
0: i know that whole the whole scene of them going from the red carpet to the stage that she has to like climb up on is so good because if you think about yourself like i don't know about you guys but like Me versus ice, like, I'm sweating, like, I'm, like, (laughs) my heart's, like, racing, like, trying to walk on ice or, like, slipping on ice gives me a lot of anxiety, like, I can't. I can't well it's also the
2: entire team trying to walk inch (laughs) by inch like it's wild and then all of a sudden Pistol Pete comes and starts sprinting in he's like hey
0: I'm Pistol Pete it's like this guy can walk on ice yeah until he tries to go for that slam dunk I actually gasped at that scene like I don't know why I was (laughs) acting like that wasn't gonna happen but I was like oh my god Pistol Pete
2: I think the stunt double has brain damage from that Oh, 100%. I
0: I also like that really like
1: the storyline to go with that saying that, you know, he's like, I'm trying to move on from this. And, you know, like you said earlier, that they show it every Friday night is that he's just like, fine, this is who I am. Like, I grew up in this town. I stayed here. This is this is the role I'm playing.
2: Also, I love um, together we can beat obese children.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I do love that obesity is <laughs> such a problem there, like with all of what's the Sweetums Candy Factory and then like the, yep. the one where they're just like increasing the soda size because it's really what it is. Like you see these people all the time just walking around. Uh, I, I feel like for they touch very well on like true small town issues and like a, a small town lifestyle.
2: We talk about that in one of our quiz questions later, so you're a little ahead of the game.
1: Oh, I didn't know there was yeah. a quiz involved.
2: Yeah, we, t-
0: we take this podcast very seriously. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> if you don't get a hundred percent, we won't air it. So,
1: <laughs> a lot of pressure.
0: There was another quote that I wrote down. <laughs> I actually wrote this, this one. It's I'm I'm laughing at myself because these other quotes that I wrote down are longer than the past one. I just I don't know what happened to me this morning. <laughs> When um April calls Anne and Leslie to say that like they got they're getting arrested for having like four people in the car in the front seat, like all that shit. And um Leslie takes the phone and she's like trying to be like real professional and like she's like, This is Leslie, like the Senate, blah blah blah, and she's like going on and on about like I will be there right now and and like that's fine. And she hangs up and then Ann's like, Wow, you hung up on her and she's like, No, she already hung up on me. <laughs> yeah. I was like, that's me. I would do that shit.
2: Yeah, that one. That is great. This, this, um, I tried not to write quotes because I was like, I'm going to write the entire script of this episode if I start writing quotes down. Yeah. It's that good of an episode. I know.
0: It's really good. Really good. Pick. It's really good. Are you
2: going to watch it?
0: I'm sure
2: I'll say that. <laughs> I think it's like a more colorful like people compare it to the office and I Mm. I, and they say well I don't mind comparing it to the office but I hate when people say it's a ripoff of the office because I think it's I think it's so completely different I mean the office pretty much stays in the office I like that this goes all around the town like I said the whole town is part of this show the characters are incredible I think it's completely different and honestly it brings me a little bit more joy than the office I don't know if I like it more but just like uh, the characters, the uh, the colorfulness of it. I, I, I think I may like it better than The Office. First time saying yeah. that out loud.
1: What I think is I listened to this one podcast um, and I forget it's it's the James Altucher show. Uh, and he had a guest who was either a writer for um, I think he was a, a writer for The Simpsons or was The Simpsons or Family Guy. And he was talking about how, in whatever show that it was, that you can be mean, you can be meaner to, like, the dunce, fat character because it's not a real person. And when I was listening to that podcast, I immediately thought of how rude they all are to Jerry all the time. And in Mm -hmm. this episode, they're like, God, you can't even mess up right. Like, so even when he (laughs) does something right, they still twist it and turn it around. And they're like, God, you're just the worst, Jerry. And his role in that, even after I mean, throughout the entire series, was it it nine seasons? I forget how long it is. uh, Mm. I think it's seven. Seven. Um, That the entire time, no matter what happens, like they're just kind of, it's not brutal, but it is. Like they're constantly- Oh, it's so brutal, yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, I wonder, I wonder how actors in real life after, because you're saying they have 60 hours like of, of footage for each episode. Like imagine if, if that's an entire week's worth of work and you just got shit on for that entire week, like how you don't let that actually affect you. Because I'd be like, well, I was babysitting a girl one time when I was 14 and she told me my head was shaped like a potato one time. And I still think <laughs> about it 20 years later. Do you know what I mean? Like,
2: <laughs> Yeah, I read that like the actors feel bad doing that to Jerry, like in real life, like to Aww. the actor, they, like they feel bad because, well, I've, I've also Amy thought about this, like when somebody is typecast to be shit on, to be called ugly, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. And they're cast and, and they get called that in the show. It's like, okay, but like you kind of are in real life. And that's why you were cast in that role. And that's like upsetting, you know?
1: Yes. I do not listen. I do not have the self-esteem to play that role. That is for sure.
0: No. Oh, no. I would cry like actually all the time. <laughs> That's how I feel about like Toby too in the office. Like mm-hmm. I like have a soft spot for Toby. Like where like my brother Brian thinks that the Toby stuff is like so funny. And like some of it, like, some of it is funny, but sometimes I'm like, God, lighten up on the loose, like loosen up. He's an innocent guy. Yeah.
2: I think that helps because he's one of the, like, creators of the show and, like, the one of the head writers. Like, he didn't even want to be in the show, but they kind of, like, made him. And I think that's, like, and that helps. I think he didn't, he probably doesn't mind getting destroyed, but I agree. I didn't know that.
0: Yeah. Why do you know all this stuff?
2: Why don't you know all this stuff? You mean you don't read every Wikipedia page <laughs> and ev- for every show and every cast member I'm you've ever watched? Doing,
0: I'm obviously doing something wrong here.
2: Yeah, I agree with that.
1: I weirdly just Google people's heights all the time because I'm like, oh, they look tall. And then you'll find out that they're not like for some reason. I always think Sierra, the singer, is really tall. And she's with Russell Wilson. who He's like, you know, a decent sized football player. And I Googled it and she's like five foot seven. And I was massively disappointed. I was like, oh, I don't know why I was so sad about it. But that's really all I ever look up. I'm like, how tall is this person?
2: You wanted Sierra to be six, four?
1: I did. I really did. (laughs) Doesn't she look like she's just like this like supermodel stuff? I feel like she would be like she's bigger than everybody. That uh, is the
2: most obscure call out. honestly. (laughs) Sierra.
1: Watch. Now, every time you see a picture of her, you're going to be like, she does look really tall, but she's not.
2: I'm Googling Mm. it right this minute. (laughs) Okay. I agree. She must be wearing 18 inch heels. Right? Look at this picture. I wish we were all in the same room. I know. I was like, "How?
0: Which picture?"
2: Just imagine it. (laughs) Russell Wilson is only five eleven, so I think that your reference—that's why you thought that because he's not that tall.
1: Oh yeah, he's—I didn't know he was only five eleven. I never even looked up his height. I just looked up hers and was sad and stopped.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if you guys even remember this. Kathleen probably does, but it was like rumored that when we were young. Why? I don't even think that's true. Wait, what? What was the rumor? The rumor
2: was that she had a penis. Really? Yes. Yes.
0: That <laughs> was like I I learned the word hermaphrodite because of Sierra. Wait, I think I learned that.
1: That word because of Jamie Lee Curtis, wasn't she?
2: That's another one, yeah. Is it
0: true? I don't is it? no it's definitely making this up i want to talk to them right now wait isn't that weird that i i feel like you like you guys
1: saying that put that i don't know if if that's something i really heard or now i'm just imagining i heard it but (laughs) isn't it weird that we all heard like another famous rumor that everybody has all like all heard for whatever reason is that marilyn Manson took a rib out so he could suck his own dick yes Yes, i heard that too why who started that
0: i need to know i need answers yeah, Marilyn Manson. <laughs> he was, was actually, like, he was my biggest fear when I was a child. <laughs> Matt, Matt used to, like, torture me about Marilyn Manson. Like, I used to have nightmares about Marilyn Manson, fun fact. But, yeah, so that's um, interesting. <laughs> 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 and I always Google people's net worth. Oh, interesting. But it's not actually, re- like, because I... um was curious about barstool people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because like it's like my, just like I guess everyone else in this world. But like I would love to work for fucking barstool. Ew, Julie, why? Oh, I would love it. Come on, I would love it. Why? What do you mean why? I do don't you? Know. I feel to- like you
2: get a more respectable job. Oh, you mean like the podcast?
0: Yeah, Kathleen, they like Rhea and Fran on chicks in the office do the same no. thing that we do and get paid <sighs> stupid money for it. I
2: didn't think you meant. <laughs> That I wasn't thinking I don't listen to that But I was thinking just like Barstool in general I think they're just like douchey douche heads so. Yeah no. I feel
1: like a job with Barstool Automatically comes with one date rape charge Or accusation 100%
2: <laughs> one, That's exactly what I meant thank you Amy Truly. No I meant like Rhea and Fran They're like girlfriends Of um the big Barstool Guys right did I just make that up
0: No well Rhea is but Fran's not They actually talk about how like Fran has like is one of like the main people on Barstool that have like a separate life outside of Barstool like a lot of them consume their entire lives with Barstool yeah. but m- me and Fran like we don't know each other but we are one in the same so
2: <laughs> how so tell me why
0: she also had uh, Nick Jonas posters all over her room um, and... you are one in
2: the same with millions of girls all <laughs> over
0: this world yeah. you're different just like everybody else <laughs> <laughs> No, I'm telling you, even Shannon was like, Julie, Fran reminds me of you so much. Okay. Have if that's I, something
2: you're proud of, then I'll let you have it. That's thank fine. You.
1: Thank now, you. Has anybody ever told you that you remind them of somebody and you're like, I don't like that person. Like, mm-hmm. uh,
2: That's rude.
1: Yeah. Like, five or six years ago, people would tell me, they're like, you remind me of Khloe Kardashian when she was like fat and brunette. And I was like, just because she's a Kardashian, <laughs> this is an insult. You know she's the other <laughs> one on the show, right? Yeah. Like, i know i'm big with brown hair too but come on
0: guys yeah fucking assholes i told <laughs> kathleen that she reminded wait do you know who i told you you reminded me of do you remember no oh you fucking bitch i take wait, it back
2: wait what Now i'm confused what are you talking about
0: i told you you reminded me of a celebrity and you like gushed over it it was recently on the podcast just tell me the girl from seinfeld Oh, oh Julia
2: louis Dreyfus! That was dope. Yeah. That was super dope. Thank you. I'll take that, that any day.
0: Well, it's such a good compliment that she didn't remember. So,
2: <laughs> one time, my friend uh, Julia, who was on the podcast before, her mom said she re- I reminded her of a skinnier Roseanne bar. So, um, oh, that 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 really uh, that nailed it for me. Uh, put oh. that on my gravestone
1: oh my god yeah is this this minus the ambient induced racist comments or Um,
2: this is there's literally not a single thing that is similar between me and and
0: (laughs) that is so horrible i would die
2: i know i don't think she meant anything this was like five years ago too so it was definitely (laughs) before all the like racist charged
0: comments julia's mom was definitely not trying to (laughs) roast you i don't comment didn't age well at all so yeah that's okay this episode took a weird turn
2: let's roll into the quiz so we can get back to parks and rec what do you think
0: yeah yeah okay so i
2: came up well didn't come up but i was like googling i did the questions this time so um amy if if uh, you don't know the answer. You can ask Julie, who's never seen um, the show. So, yeah,
0: I will help you. We will get through this.
2: Okay. Question number one: A softball. What is the name of Pawnee's famous miniature horse? Wait. Why can't I think
1: of this? I know it. <laughs> oh my god! This think, is think
2: of the song.
1: Oh, hold on, hold on. Can I give a hint? Yes. What's your hint? Under the sea. <laughs> Wait, oh. oh yeah. Who sings that? Sebastian. Song? <laughs> That's right. okay, Sebastian.
2: Yeah, it's Lil Sebastian. Lil
1: Sebastian.
2: All right, cool. Number two. What is the name of the burger place in Pawnee? And how many ounces and oh. for the bonus is how many ounces is the child size drink Come that they on. sell? That this is tough. This is I'm hard. You're
1: such the a child, turn. It's the child size, like sixty four ounces. The child size is huge. It's like a gallon. Oh, because you can fit a child in it, right? That's the thing.
2: Yeah. So they have um, like the small is like sixty four. The whatever the next size is a hundred and something, and then the child size is five hundred and twelve ounces, roughly the size of a two year old child if the child were liquefied. <laughs> yeah.
1: But what's the name of the burger place? Hold on. <laughs> Oh my God. I can't believe. I'm gonna blame this on how many gummies I ate yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> this is, the, the foggy brain is is not me usually. Um God, what is that place called? What's it called? To
2: be fair, I don't think I could pull this one out either. So it's paunch burger.
1: Yes, God. Yeah. I'll see you say it.
2: Okay, number three. Name all of Jerry's name transformations.
1: I know it's Jerry. Terry, Gary, is there any more?
2: So there was one more um, and it was Larry.
1: Yes. Is is that the final one? Is that the final one, Larry?
2: So I have, I have it. So Julie, just for the record, like there's a bit that they keep changing his name and then it'll go for seasons of them just calling him not Jerry. So it's, he flubbed his own name and said, Larry. So (laughs) Larry was the first change then um when they move to the different office he goes by terry because there was already a larry in the office <laughs> <laughs> which is hysterical because like why wouldn't you just go back to your actual name and then in the final season they call him gary and he was finally happy because that's his actual birth name yeah <laughs> <laughs> and why not his real name wasn't even jerry to begin with <laughs> which is just
1: such a good bit number four there's five um Name any two of Tom's businesses. Tom's businesses. Um, you have Rent-A-Swag. Yep. And then what was the club? Has a number in it, if that helps. It, is it like 712 or?
2: Entertainment 720.
1: Okay. Yeah. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. And then there's Tom's Bistro, which is his um, restaurant at the end yeah what has another one of my favorite obli plaza lines where she's like um they're like tom's trying to have this like fancy italian place and she's like i'll have your most expensive red mixed with your cheapest white.'" <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's when that's when billy eichner joins the is i don't know is that how you say his last oh, name
2: yes he is he is also an amazing addition to the show yes okay and the final question what is andy's band's name and please sing one of their songs
1: mouse rat yeah it's the little sebastian or i fell into the pit we all fell in the pit i fell into the pit <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah, we'll take it yeah the, the um little sebastian song is called five thousand candles in the wind
1: oh that's right he's got the song about april called november
0: you got a hundred percent so we're going to be airing this episode <laughs> yes we're going to be airing this episode um so congratulations. <laughs> hmm. I, I guess we should get into the next segment of yes. where are, where are they now? Where are you now here we go leslie nope where are you where is she now also yeah. known as amy like the actress Poehler. yeah what yeah. is, has is
2: amy polar done since the show wrapped
1: Oh gosh, I don't know.
2: That's okay. It'll still yeah, air for fine. these ones. If you don't know where they are now, that that is not your fault. They'll still. I mean, air. if
0: you don't know where they are now, it's not your fault. It's theirs. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, wow, ain't that the fucking truth? <laughs> so she is the co-creator and executive producer of Russian Doll and Duncanville, and starred in Wine Country last year. I don't know what any of those are. Yeah, you same. don't
2: really. So, no. um, Russian Doll is the um, Natasha Leone show on Netflix. The Netflix original. Okay. I watched it. It was alright. It's a, it's basically like a um, Groundhog's Day. She keeps dying. It's yeah. It's it's alright. It's it's more like I guess that it's more like um, Happy Death Day if you've ever seen that because she keeps dying. Yeah. I love that movie. Yeah, and and
0: uh, Duncanville, Wine Country.
2: Oh, uh, so I don't know Duncanville, um, but Wine Country was was good. It's a really good cast.
0: Okay. Rashida Jones, who plays Ann Perkins. Where are you? Oh, she's in Black AF now,
1: which yeah. is a great show. On I don't know if you guys have watched that, but uh, I was dying over that last weekend.
2: I clicked through the episodes and the titles are like, this is because of slavery. And then the next one is like, you guessed it. This one's also because of slavery. And they're all 10 episodes or so Say say that. I was like, I'm definitely watching this show.
1: The yeah. show's really funny. It's it's I I found it amusing. It reminds me of Curb Your Enthusiasm a little bit because it's like uh, Kenya Barris, who is the main guy in there. He wrote Blackish, and so it's kind of like how Curb Your Enthusiasm, like Larry David wrote Seinfeld in there. Everybody knows he did that. Kenya Barris plays himself pretty much, and his tangents. Just g- him going off is some of the funniest shit to me.
0: Oh, and she also stars in Duncanville, produced by co-star Amy Poehler. You
2: know, I don't think they're um, hyping that up enough because I've never even heard of it.
0: Yeah, agreed. All right, Ron Swainson. Swanson. Sw-
2: Swainson, Jesus.
0: <laughs> I hate doing this because I cannot read names. <laughs> um, I don't know if he done anything. He was uh, Ron <sighs> Again, in an episode of The Good Place. He also uh, hosts Making It with Amy Poehler and acted in Lucy in the Sky and Lego Movie 2 in 2019.
2: Yeah, I've been meaning to watch Making It. Making It is, I think it's like a um, reality show. It's a reality show for sure. They play themselves, but uh, it's like a, I don't want to say a contest show. What the hell are those? Seems seems good. Chris Pratt. Where
1: are you? Guardians Yo. of the Galaxy. Nice. Yo and that's all i know that he's done besides that
0: he uh starred in the new movie onward that came out and he is or at least was filming the new jurassic park movie cool lastly adam scott who is ben where are you
1: he done since i know i like you said he's everywhere i don't know the time orientation of things like if it came before or after like obviously i know Step Brothers was like during it right or before
0: during so
1: i don't know what he's done after that
0: per wiki i was i actually (laughs) sent a somewhat aggressive text after matt sent this to us but (laughs) he (laughs) appeared as himself in the between two ferns movie as well as guest judge the most recent season Mm -hmm. of nailed it um, he appeared in the new Twilight Zone series. Little li-
1: I Googled. He's in Big Little Lies.
0: I know. So <laughs> they don't mention that. And I texted them back and said, Adam Scott was most recently in Big Little Lies. Wiki sucks. All right. Well, that wraps it up for today. Um, before we sign off, just want to remind everyone that Amy has her own podcast called Amy MCR, and it is available on both iTunes and SoundCloud. So please check it out. Thank you, Amy. Thank you guys for having me. This was fun.
2: This was an amazing episode. Thank you for choosing it.
0: Thank you, everybody, (laughs) for listening, and tune in in next week. (laughs) I did it again. (laughs) Tune in. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Just listen next Next week, week. okay? (laughs) Next week.